Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome to my independence report, everybody. This is actually a live broadcast from the west coast of the uh, great uh, country of uh, America. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. I keep thinking that. But, well, anyway, uh, we're here live. I've got a great show for you today. We've got a great show for you today because we have got some creative people that are surrounding here and on the phone. And we're going to talk with all of them. I guess the principal person that I need to talk to first is his name is Matt Shea. He's an author of at least nine books that I'm aware of. Uh, is that right, Matt? Well, we are up to, I believe, 12 Kindle, and I finished number eight paperback. Number nine will be out shortly. Very good. How long have you been doing this? I have technically been doing this my whole life. I was one of those oddball students in grade school, and the teachers wanted to know what these notes were. I was writing to myself. They didn't make sense. And I said, I think they'll make good storyline. And they kind of looked and, you know, well, why don't you just keep them and that type of thing? Well, surprise, I did. And so when I retired in 2010, I started to assemble these things. and We started getting our books out. Oh, very nice. Yes. It's, it's really cool that you were able to follow your passion and to be able to do something rather than just work for the rest of your life and then retire and, and watch CNN. So it's, it's nice that you're taking that, that stance. Now, there's some people that I would like you to introduce who then will introduce and so forth, and so, forth so that we can kind of get everybody on, on the playing field. Well, sitting with us at this table right next to me is Eileen Grimes. And Eileen does the Jupiter Rising show, which is every Saturday at 11 o'clock Pacific time on 11.50 a.m. KKNW. It's a fun show. It's right up there with my independence report. But Eileen, you take it from here. Hello. Thank you guys for welcoming here. This is fun. Uh, anyway, um, I'm Eileen Grimes. I'm an astrologer. been one for 30 years, and I have a show, the Jupiter Rising show right on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm saying that right I'm automatically out of my mouth because it just does that. It just flows. It does. It? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, and I want to introduce my co-host, which is with me today, and this is Mr. Doug Johnston. Hi, Doug. Hello there, you guys. Good to be here. Yes, yes, it's your usual standard line. Nice to be here. <laughs> well, considering I'm not really there, I'm just here on the phone. Yeah, you're here, but there too. I didn't show up at the studio. That's but, right. But nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. But you sound now so I told them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you did. Well, let's let's talk about what we what it is that we have apparently all have done. I had I I was kind of the last to know about this. So explain, Matt, what, what this is and what we've done. It's sort of a success, breeding success thing. I was very lucky to meet up with Eileen and Doug, and they had me on their show numerous times. In fact, I think the other day was show number 12 or 13. Well, Doug is one heck of an EF Hutton for me. I love how the guy thinks. I like how he shares his world with us. And he said, you know, we're looking at some audio books here. 
And boy, did he ever plant that seed. He's mentioned it a few times, and he even volunteered to do one, which is called the Truth Chamber, which he has already done. Just magnificent. And so Eileen and I were out to dinner the other day, and we are talking about this, and one thing led to another. It was just spontaneous. It was just a freestyle-type thing. And, you know, I said, we could get a couple. And as you got to have Kevin as theatrical as that guy is. And you, of course. And I should do one because I'm the guy that wrote this stuff. And I said, but it's going to be a fun type of chaos. It's going to be like a barrel full of monkeys. <laughs> and when that came out, Eileen clenched her fist, slammed the table. Yes, some glass left the table. Yeah, and did, that was bonafide. We wrote that down. You did get excited. I did. I said, that's it. That's yes. what we're going to call this business. Yes. You know, book and also the business itself. And then my buddy Pete was there. I retired with Pete. He and I go back 30 some odd years and he gets into this stuff mm-hmm. and he was saying, you know, that's neat. And I go, yeah, we can get a, we'll find a picture of a barrel full of monkeys. And then Pete goes, but you got to put your heads on it. And within probably 40 seconds, the entire concept had birth right it and was, i was looking on facebook for a barrel full of monkeys and i found one really quick on google it's easy just put, put your barrel full of monkeys but isn't that the way it always yeah, it works is. it is yeah and yes. we don't know who you stole that signal from <laughs> and we don't care <laughs> no it's not it's called a signate oh well. yeah <laughs> well, we cha- you changed it that's what makes the difference that's right but doug it all started with you saying hey guys we got some audio books here and uh, that's what lit the match. And then after I slept on it, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then not long afterwards, here we are, a barrel full of monkeys. Yep, yep. We have this well, when, product out too. Yeah. When I travel across country, I always take audiobooks with me and they're like a companion in the car. And I'm listening to those stories, so it keeps me wide awake because I drive straight through the night. And I know other people have to do the same thing I do. Yeah, right. You drive and straight through the night? Are, I drive, I'll drive 22 hours straight through going across country. Wow. You're not supposed to do that, you know. <laughs> well, well, I've done it for so many years, it's kind of a natural thing. He's a, a double Gemini, that's why he can do it. of adjectives, I think, is the amazing thing with his books, because he describes something, you see it in your mind so clear. Mm-hmm. You can see the picture so clear that that's what's amazing about his books. Yeah. And yeah. They are really, I, you know, I, <laughs> I have to admit, when I first met you, it was a while before I decided that I was going to start reading your material. Um, and then I couldn't put some of them down. They are just, they really are phenomenal. Yes, they are. They're, really They're captivating, good. aren't they? Very yeah, captivating. Very. I have never, I honestly, honest to God, I don't think that I've ever had a tear come to my eye when reading a book before. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, it makes you laugh and then it pulls the tear right out of you. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I have with the story that I read on the, on the book, it's right at the end when it gets quite, quite... Um, What's the word I want? I don't know. Anyway, it, it's, it becomes very heartwarming. When the heartwarming. message hits home. When the message hits home. It's heartwarming. And I, yep. the, when I was rehearsing at home, I just burst into tears. I said, okay, we cannot do that on the air. <laughs> so, uh, but at least I got it done beforehand. So, Well, I think the three of you putting life into those writings 
we will have our favorite artists who do a song that we love, but we don't really backtrack to see who wrote the song. It's the artist. Mm-hmm. And so the three of you is what really put life into this project. And I say thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Enjoyed it completely. Oh, it's, it's completely our, our, it was my pleasure to do. Yeah. And as a matter it of fact. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And uh, today on our way up here, uh, Matt came and picked me up. We had breakfast and we came up here and um, he played mine for me. I, You know, the way I am, I just didn't want to hear my own product because I'm my own worst critic. You know, I said, well, that didn't sound good or this didn't sound good. And I said, no, you know, all of it sounded great. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. It was. Now, as I've said earlier, we could go on your show. When Doug did the truth chamber, that sent chills up my spine. Yeah. Have you noticed he's not actually in this room? And if it was, that door would be open and I'd be outside <laughs> of it. <laughs> he's a creepy boy, isn't he? <laughs> so you, you do creep pretty good then, huh? Yeah, he does good creepy stuff. <laughs> you know, I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're we're glad of that. Now, I wanted to ask uh, Eileen because uh, you're also an astrologer. Yes. And you've been doing this for a long time. Yes, Doug is too. And so, so the both of you, did you guys sit down and run the chart to see when the book should really be released and? All of that kind of stuff, or are you just leaving it to the? I uh, just let it let it up to the, the universe. I you know I didn't even bother doing that, you know, because when I was first asked to do this, and I'll tell you what was the key thing for me, is that uh, when Matt asked me to read this book or part of the book, uh, or this chapter or whatever it is, anyway, it's all of those. Anyway, he asked me to do that, and I thought, oh, this is really cool and i thought of this as a kind of a a new skill set being added to my my arrow of my quivers <laughs> your 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 quiver of your arrows yes. or something yeah <laughs> add more bullets to your gun yeah, that, no, right. <laughs> but i would like to point out we certainly must have catalyzed piqued a lot of interest so far talking about this project our project is, I'm going to use the term dirt cheap. It's only a $5 audio book. And basically each of us gets a buck after Uncle Sam and he's worth it. And so if you go to mattsheabooks.net and that's Matt, S-H-E-A, books.net. On the first page, you just scroll down. Yes, you get some free stuff. You get Kevin's show on it. You get stuff about Eileen and Doug. But you also find the barrel of monkeys. You will not miss that. No, you and can't it leads miss you it. right to a five dollar audiobook that's fun. Yeah. But remember, the door's open. Yeah. Please write us back because we're getting ready to do a barrel full of monkeys number two with number three after that. Yeah. And on and on and on and on and on. But guide us on this. Get yeah. us some pointers and tell us which one you like the most. That's right. Yeah, now, you know, I was saying I was gonna finish my story here, Matt. <laughs> he just won. He's all excited about, about okay. I'm just giving him a hard time. Matchay.net, 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 or books.net. That's yeah. right. Anyway, um, what cinched it for me was I put it on Facebook and I said, I think I have a brand new business that I'm going to be doing. It'll be audiobooks. And the moment I typed that and sent it, I had 115 likes and people commenting, about 30 or 40 or 50 people. They said, that's so perfect for you that you have to do it. And I said, well, I guess I do. I've, so, I've taken the uh, liberty of already forming a company. You have? I'm going to be doing the same darn thing. Are you? Oh, uh, yeah, yes, ma'am. It's, 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 My God, what are you going to call it? <laughs> 
Well, the, the, the production company is called KM Audio Productions LLC. Okay. Um, and and let me let me explain how that came to explain, be. Explain, Ricky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, first of all, uh, I did a I did a uh, um, podcast with a guy named um, a Mr. McFarland, mm-hmm. a Wayne McFarland. And at the end of the podcast, he said, you know, you have a very nice voice. I'd like to work with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, great. And, and, I, and he was going to exchange uh, working together for tips and, and for me to do better and to introduce me to people. Right. And I was going to do this book for him for free. Okay. And then I thought that was, that's, you know, I, okay, that's an exchange, but I can, I can deal with that. And he can teach me stuff to do. Yeah, you both are getting something out of it. We're getting something out of yeah. it. So it's an energy exchange. So it mm-hmm. works. So then he sent me a contract. And, of course, I don't have a company. I didn't have a company at the time. Oops. And anytime somebody sends you a contract, it's on a personal basis. Yeah. I have some advice for everybody who's listening to this for now and in the future. If somebody sends you a personal contract they want you to sign, don't sign it. Mm-hmm. Until you have a lawyer look at it, until you have a company behind until you. you have something legitimate behind you, yeah. Yes, because you can sense. get into a world of trouble. I've been there and I've. I've done that. I've gotten yeah, into trouble several right. times. Oh, well, that's good. By doing stupid stuff like that. So. Yeah, that's good. So now I'm in the process of doing that, and you are, and yeah. it is it is a really a big deal. But you see, I, over there on my table, and you can't see me pointing over there uh, if you're listening, but I've got his uh, catalog of books, and there's there's enough there to keep us busy for a while. Well, but yeah, we have how many stories per book, approximately? Some are novels. One is a... Short stories with, I believe, 20. I think I'm roughly about 50 stories published altogether. And honest to God, I've got another 30 or 40 that I'm underway with. We're going to be employed for years. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Well, and this this can be a really nice big adventure. Yes, it sure. Yeah, it is. A journey of exploration, self-exploration. You know, finding out that I could actually do this. I was scared to death to do this. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. is the unknown. I had no idea what to compare it to. You know, I, I could compare it to what I do on the radio, but that's not nearly the same. Nope. You know, and nope. so I, I felt when I was going through and learning this, I was actually, I had a script, just like an actor would, making notes on the script, you know, and highlighting parts of it, like especially when the secret radio man who was an alien. So I had to do an alien voice. And, you know, who knew where that was going to come from? And so that was highlighted. So I would make sure that I would alter my voice to accommodate that. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. It, it takes, um, and, and Donna, don't know if this is your experience, but it really takes for every finished hour, and this is a, a national statistic, for every finished hour of an audio book, it takes four to six hours of editing and redoing and stuff to get that finished hour. Has that been your experience? Or was this your first time too? To Doug? To Dougie. Dougie! Dougie. Is Doug there? Where did he go? Well, he's, a, according according to my phone, he's still there. Doug, did you fall asleep or are you playing with your ear again? <laughs> Oops. Clunk. Oh, uh, well, well, uh, well, so. Uh, I, I, oh, so sorry. I touched the mute and didn't know I touched it. <laughs> I am here. So was this, and, uh, was this your first audiobook as well? It, it was. How, how did you judge? But I don't tell people about first times. I never tell people about first times. You just, just pretend like you've done it forever, right? 
Yes, I pretend like it's a second secondhand stuff. You know, yeah. it's did it before, not a big thing. Doug, how many times have you been on TV, movies, videos? Just give us a ballpark figure. A lot. Well, t- TV is a lot because I was on just about every time I turned around there for a while. Um, I was too. And I'm in, currently I've been in four movies and a couple of series. So it's all fun. Well, now, yeah. you know, you're not able to go there and to just not, you know, like drop the name of a movie or two. Right. You got to tell us who, who, what movies you were in. Well, if you want to see the trailer for Waiting for Exit, you can just put Waiting for Exit on YouTube. And the director is Joe Keppard, and it will pop up. Waiting to Waiting, waiting for, for Exit. Waiting it's for about exit. a okay. son trying to put his father in a retirement home, and the re- father does not want to go. Okay. And it was a blast because I played the old man. I believe it. <laughs> uh huh. So, so how long so, how long have you been acting and and doing doing theatrical stuff? I started acting as far at twenty eight. Twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So forty one years ago. Okay. That sounds familiar. I have a similar so background. I, I did stage for a long time, and then I got into the movie uh, six years ago and it was where I, we were doing a stage, I just came off a stage show and the next stage show was going to be Cabaret. Mm-hmm. And to me, the best part for a guy in Cabaret is playing the MC. Sure. Mm-hmm, right. So I went to the audition and I said, I'm only interested in the MC. Other than that, I'm not interested. And she goes, I already gave that part up. <laughs> and she says, but I know how you can switch from character to character with no problem. So I'd love for you to play these other two people. And I said, when does this show come off exactly? And she told me, and I said, I think I'm in Texas seeing my mother at that time. So why don't you give these two parts to some new people and let them experiment with it? Because I didn't want to do them. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, would you just dress the set? Because you can find things for a set that no one else will ever find. So I agreed to dress the set. Oh, that's cool. I went to Tacoma to do an antique dealer that I knew to see if I couldn't get 1930s furniture from him. Mm. And when I walked in, he goes, I'm so glad you walked in here. I have a friend making this movie. I think you're perfect for the part. Took a picture and sent it over to Joe. A week later, Joe... Um, had me audition for him, and I had the lead of the show. Wow! Now, is that has that been released? Uh, yes, that's actually out in film festivals right now. Oh, cool! So it pops up wherever. Uh, the let's see, the next show that I did was another one where I just walked into it. I went for an audition to a horror movie that was being made in Seattle. Did you and say this, porn movie? No, horror, <laughs> horror, 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 horror. No, not horror <laughs> movie, a horror, horror. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful there, dude. <laughs> you, you need your ears clean too now. <laughs> um, and what happened there was they, this girl comes in, 
a real pretty Chinese girl. She walks in to audition and they're filming her as she comes walking in and she went in for the audition. They went right in with the camera filming her. When she came out, she had the script. So I asked her if I could see the script and she brought it over and sat down beside me. And because of the astrology and the fact that she was so bold about it, I said, so what's your birthday? And, you know, I did the, read for her real quick there and she giggled and laughed and we talked for quite some time and she took my card two days later she called me up and said the director loves you on film and would like you to be a part of our project I said what are you doing and she goes what's well, about a Chinese girl that comes to America to be a movie star but never ever gets the part <clears throat> even though she auditions everywhere and I said and what would my part be she said, he wants you to do the producer. And this was right after wine. You're not I moving would around. love to play that part. <laughs> you're not moving around there, are you, Doug? Stay, stay still because you're, you're fading in and out. You're fading right? in and out. We missed the whole title oh. or what, what happened there. What was the, what was the movie about? The title is called Weijin. Weijin. And that movie went to Sundance. Oh, nice. As a foreign film. Good. Oh, very cool. That's great. But the script was not a script. The only thing that was scripted was, and I take your shoe off. Oh. That's the only line I had that he gave me. Everything else I did was just improv. Oh, nice. That's fun. And I had quite a bit that we did. Mm -hmm. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Now, Don, let me ask you, uh, what is the difference between voicing, doing this voiceover work and acting per se? Is there much difference at all? Well, you, not really, because they, once you get the character in your head, you kind of feel what the sound of that person is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've been... He's cutting out funny. Yes, he is. So, yeah. oh, I'm fading in and out? Yeah. Yeah, you need to, uh, are, you, are you staying still? I am. Oh, well, that's, that sounds better I, now. Yeah. I'm just sitting here. Okay. Maybe it was just the angle where the phone was. Maybe I wasn't getting a good connection with the phone. Okay. Doug, so. I've, got a, I've got a question for you, Doug. Way back when, when we were talking about audio, did you already have everything sized up? Did you kind of assess all of us and thought this package would work good? Because you brought it up more than once, and you sort of lit the match on this. I just... To me, when I read your stuff, I I immediately think I could listen to this crap going across country so easy. I'm glad you know what it is. Okay, <laughs> but that's how I. I mean, I just love listening. Oh, books you're so honest. I'm telling you. <laughs> so I just thought this needs to be on video or recorded big mm-hmm. time. Right. Because it's the kind of stuff, if you go through books like I do, I read a lot of books, mm-hmm. but when you, you're you not reading them and you're traveling, listening to them is the next best thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, all of your stuff is what I would listen to going across country. No question about it. Wow. Because yeah. I think Matt's a fabulous writer. Mm-hmm. I tend to, I, I agree with that with yeah. now, but you guys were involved and the three of you were involved. How the hell did my name come up? I don't know. I threw it in. Oh, oh okay. 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 Oh, you're, you're just that an was ideal, your fault. 
<laughs> no, it's a given. We needed that spice that comes with you. You're the grand finale. You were the closer on this one. And you are just funny as something, something, double hockey sticks. Oh, you and can, you did, you you can did, say it. Go on. You, you did the right story <laughs> with your delivery on the haunted exercise bike. And it was just a big bang theory to finish up this audio book. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm just hopeful that we can put, do this for a long time because I've already got a second one that you've got. Yeah. Well, you're working on number three already, I believe, or four. But just when you and I did some shows together here and for Martha Norwalk, heck, I didn't have to look any further. It was an apple waiting to be picked. You're, well, how many times have someone told you character, actor, cartoon voices? Mm-hmm. It's all there with you, Kevin. All right. I, I suppose that's happened once or twice. Gee, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I I am just thrilled to be to be part of this little little entourage because I I think I think that potentially, and I think Don, you're right that just sitting back listening to him and the way that he tells a story, he creates a picture in your mind. I I was at him. I'm doing uh, um, some chapters from Elmo, and uh, it's cold where they are, and mm-hmm. it's really cold. And I got cold. I felt the coldness. Mm-hmm. From the writing, <laughs> from the skills no, of the I, writing, right, right. Well, Doug, adjectives are magic. Yeah, Doug, and Matt's got a great collection. Yeah, Doug had gotten a dark truth chamber, and so you can't see, but you know he's there. And yes, it scares me just to think about it. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't know any of the stuff that you did was was uh, uh, horror, or creepy, creepy I can, stuff. I could get out there a little bit, but it's about five percent of my writing. And then I've done stuff that kind of suggests a little Hickokish or Rod Sterling. Not that I'm in their league by any means, but I keep my hallmark concept together. But I got that stuff out there. All right, all right, yeah. kids. All three of us together need to do one thing for Matt right now. And What's that? When he says, I'm not in their league by any means, stop that. You're not allowed That's to say right. that. Yeah, yeah. You have to stop that. Yeah. Because you three don't you hang out. to the millionaires. You three do not hang out with just anyone, correct? And you don't. That's right. Well, yeah. and honestly, you, the, the, um. The book on you isn't written yet, Mm-mm. so you can't say that you're not as good as they because they're done. Yeah. Their body of work is complete. Yeah, you're just getting started yeah. with your body. Yeah, of he's work. just starting this. Yeah, yeah he hasn't. You haven't been doing it all that long, have you? Well, my entire life, I was thrilled that I could get pen and paper, right, and, and you write, would write them down and, and write a stories. thought that meant something to me mm-hmm. and knowing that at some time or another, a person can relate to that thought. Okay. And then from there, I started making stories with it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But how did you come up with the, the formula? Did somebody teach you? Is this, no, this is all self-taught. It is what you get when you're a loner who is very perceptive. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of me. I'm one of these guys that practically everything I cannot do very well one or two things I can do all right. Writing happened to be one of them, but it evolves about being perceptive, and I love an underdog. I like somebody who is behind the eight ball, and that's my guy. That's where my money goes. Oh, very nice. By the yeah. way, that's it, it is warm here, so the windows have to be open. and so That's the garbage man. If you hear the garbage man, that's the, that's emptying the studio. So, <laughs> but, but, in, but, in, so, but you did all that, and... 
when did you come in contact with Eileen and Don and and Doug? Uh, it's Doug. Doug. I knew that. Doug. Did I say Don again? <laughs> yes, you did several times. I wasn't going to call you on it, but I had to this time. No, it's it's <laughs> I I I was. <laughs> I, 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 you have to know, I have problems with names, and and I was thinking Don Johnson, um, and because he's the actor Don Johnson. Yeah, you're right. The, you're the actor Doug Johnston. Okay, yeah, yeah. I could see the connection. I can see why you do that. Yeah, yeah. So let's just. Yeah. just but thank you for for correcting. Anytime. And, and and I wear my coat like that too, <laughs> with the sleeves rolled up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh. I mean, he was the one that started that whole thing, but I've always liked that look, so I wear yeah, a coat a, that way. Yeah, with, with a silk jacket with the sleeves rolled up. Okay, yeah. okay. So, yeah. so, so the question still stands, though. Uh, Doug and Eileen, when did Matt? Uh, uh, when did you guys connect and and all of that? I took the fight to Eileen when I had been on this week in America several times. I was proud to get on that because Rick Bratton is coast to coast, over a hundred stations. And then I discovered she had the Jupiter Rising show and to get to that building of KKNW. And so I made contact with her. I introduced myself. I met her at one of her fairs and gave her my books. And um, she took a gamble on me. I don't know much about astrology, just the general foundation of it. Well, that's all it took. The fact is I'm a local author, someone different. And they get me on once in a while. It's kind of a novelty thing. But it was basically radio connecting radio, and uh, it took off. Yeah. Now, did you ever do his chart? <laughs> oh, that's a story in <laughs> itself. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you, glad you asked that. Anyway, let me just explain one thing, how I met Matt in the first place. He contacted me on Plenty of Fish. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for those of you who don't know what plenty of fish is, it's, it's there are plenty of fish in the deep blue sea, and you ought to have one. Yeah, and it's a if they're authentic, which they never are. No. So anyway, um, yeah, I met him on Plenty of Fish, and he contacted, and we started talking, and that's kind of how it started. So um, I met him um, at a psychic event that happens in Algona Pacific every every month it did before the coronavirus anyway so um he gave me his i don't remember when i got the chart whether it was before the event or after or maybe during but um he sat down at my table says i want to get a reading and i said sure so he gave me the money and i brought his chart up and i just kind of looked at it and i went oh oh, oh boy (laughs) you know you know astrology is kind of a different thing because when you know how to read a chart, you can read a chart like in the whole second you can get somebody's life, you know, just by looking at the visual of it. Well, his chart is the most unusual chart because he's six planets in Leo out of 10. That's a lot, you know. And so one of the first questions I asked him, I said, man, you sure have a big ego, don't you? He said, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He said, yeah, he did. He says, well, yeah, I have an ego, you know, and so, um, but that's part of the part of the Leonian process is to learn how to, to cope with that and use it in ways that help people. But, you know, I, I it also he, adds the drama to his stories. That's right. It's why he can write the drama. And that's I remember, right. yeah, why I remember Doug, when you saw his chart the first time, it was a bit shocking, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I've read for, 
a couple people that actually have the same setup. Okay. As far as the six planets in Leo. Yeah. Including my ex-wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Who just had her birthday yesterday. History repeating itself, I guess, eh? So what, is so, it, what does it mean, uh, having... Um, well, with six planets in Leo, and both Eileen and I are Leo rising, rising. Yeah. all those planets land on our chart right in that first house. Right. So there's an instant bond to that person. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you've got yeah. an instant bond to them. Right. Exactly. And I felt that way with him real easy. Yeah. There, it sorts itself out where it fits, but there is an, a tie that's there and it's there for a long time. Yeah, it's there. Yep. So the ties are, are basically through the Leo archetype. And Leo is basically about theatrics. It's about the ego. It's about... Um, uh, fighting oneself through uh, perhaps acting. Prefer- it has to do with the actor, showtime. I mean, the fact is that Matt and I have a relationship based on show stuff. Eileen, that's exactly what it was, the connection. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So because of your strong interest in doing things showtime, and I was already doing that, you know, it made a real natural connection. So, uh, and our Leo sides get to show up when we ever do the radio, because it has a lot to do with showing off and, and being goofy and silly and all that kind of stuff and being dramatic. It's all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I I'm mean, glad I keep mine kind of hidden. <laughs> How long do you keep it hidden? It'd be two minutes. You can't even see me, can you? Not really. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. Yep. Hidden. It's, it's hidden. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a hard thing to explain because, um, because his chart is just so remarkably unique. And the thing is, is the word unique is really his backbone of his entire life is how unique he is. You know, and that has to do with the sun next to the planet Uranus. It means you're kind of a rebel with, without or with a cause. doesn't matter which one you have. You just do that. So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of cool the way you do stuff. So I still think his song should be March of the Millionaires. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Great song for Matt. Yeah. And so. he, he should have on a cloak and a crown whenever he comes on stage. That's just how that is. Top hat, top hat, top, top hat, hat, top hat. Yeah. When I was in grade school. <laughs> He's ignoring you both, by the I way. Know. Oh, no, I'm leading <laughs> up to something. Oh, God, I can't. When wait. I was in grade school, I came up with a hobby that I didn't tell anyone. I started to send out resumes. And even though I wasn't an adult yet, there were like small jobs at golf courses where they would offer me a job. When I got into high school, it was different. I was now getting older, and I was offered jobs at a high school that would basically take care of me. Well, I did that throughout college, sending out resumes. That's mm-hmm. how the Teamster got me. I do that with my books. Mm-hmm. I'm always sending out books. I'm always contacting a radio personality and trying mm-hmm. to meet them halfway. Yeah. When I saw your profile... That's what we had in common. Mm-hmm. Your radio show, I researched, it fascinated me. And I held my breath hoping that some type of 
bond would happen between us because mm-hmm. you get to know a person by then before you actually meet them. Right. Your show, your accolades and everything, just in any way, shape, or form, just, just to meet you in the company you hang out mm-hmm. with. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but I was always searching, sending ships out, so to say. Right, always. right. Well, and that's and I, that's... I knew that. Yeah, I knew that about him. I mean, after seeing his chart, I, said, I knew why he contacted me. Because being in the business of show business, which is essentially what we're doing here, and we're entertaining people, he's just kind of wanting to come along and say, can I do that too? You know? Yeah, and he did. Well, the so. interesting thing about, about that is that, that he, because... I have the podcast, you have the radio show, I mm-hmm. work with Martha Norwalk, so we get our fill that way. Yeah, we do. Of doing doing that stuff, whereas he is sitting in a room writing and, <laughs> and stuff, but he can become the backbone mm-hmm. of what it is that we do. Right, exactly. And yeah. it's, it's it really is pretty remarkable. Well, it's, it's, it's a win-win on both sides. Because Absolutely. Because he he's feeding us the material, and we're turning around and feeding it back to him. So right. it's a mutual reception. Well, and it's it's also some of the material is is so good mm-hmm. that, that of what he does. Yeah, that it's it's it really makes me feel like I could do it just just to help people because some of the books that he's written and some of the messages that come through yeah. of these books are just are just really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, yeah, the next one I'm going to be reading. What is it called? Vacation Earth. It's Vacation Earth, and I wrote that one out of spite. And my God, does it ever have your name on it, Eileen, which you have just done with Secret Radio Man. This is the ideal sequel for it. Yeah, it's about a bunch of people from another planet that come down to Earth for a vacation. And all the all the, um, the seas are all dried up and everything that's on the bottom of the Earth or on the ocean floor, those are like buildings and stuff like that. I was reading it the first time I read through that story i just like i could hear my head twisting on its axis <laughs> because my whole perspective shifted on that and i love it when that happens too because everything you know just changed the way i was looking at things through my own eyes and seeing them through your eyes was really even more interesting sure this is off in the future thousands and thousands of years from now when we are no longer a planet with life and we're just kind of a dirt ball that has our metal <laughs> accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And these kids from high school go there on a field trip to do a report. Yeah. And they're seeing how we thought we were sophisticated. Right. How um, backwards we were, but we meant well. Mm-hmm. And they knew who the Beatles were. Good. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's See, that's I'm why I do. like this guy. Yeah. Because right. the Beatles are, are somebody special. Right. And yeah. And always have, of course, for us older folks. You know, we should do a show. Because are you a Beatle fan too? Yeah, I am. I saw them back in '66. Oh, I hate you. I I I was going to do that with my mom. What part of '66? Um, August of '66. Their very final. So um, you actually saw the real Beatles? Yeah, I saw them at the Coliseum. Fourteen rows from the front. Oh my goodness gracious. And that was... Um, Everybody um, wants to kiss my robe after I tell them that, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I was... Uh, in 66, I was nine. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I was... Uh, when they were on the Ed Sullivan show... Right. They would not let me stay up right, to watch right. it. Right, they, yeah. they made me... And, and, yeah, I was 14 at the time. I'll never... So anyway, that's a, that's a show for another time. Yeah, but, uh, we'll do that. Matt, 
You had, you've well, got no, when you talk Beatles, you go forever and ever. My mm-hmm. brother Frank was at that concert. Oh, was he? And we were all in the living room, and he left with his friends, and we stayed up waiting for them to come back home and tell us all about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I just remember, the main thing that I remember is sitting there, and you couldn't even hear them play, number no. one. There's screaming women, and the flashbulbs, the whole place was jumping with the flashbulbs. Yeah, it was just crazy. My my parents went with us because they didn't dare let me go alone to something like that. So, you know, but they enjoyed it just as much as I did. So, oh, yeah. you knew. Yeah, they oh, wanted yeah. to go. They wanted to see them. My mom promised me that she would take me and the tickets were $6 a piece at the yeah, time. Yeah, they were. They were cheap. And and then then she said, "Well, how about if I give you 12 bucks instead?" <laughs> you got rooked. I got rooked. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have we have that has harmed our relationship for the rest of time. I would have imagined oh, she ever stigma that she gave you. Oh my god. You're only worth lifetime. Six <laughs> it was it, it was it was awful. It was awful. Oh, so well. so Doug, tell us about the story that you voiced. What 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 attracted you about that story and and how how did you feel about it? Well, that story, I, I loved the secret chamber. I, I mean, I absolutely love that. The idea of just call, crawling in there and knowing that there are buildings that exist like that. Somewhere around there, I know Matt saw the building and knows what he's writing about. Because I could see it so clearly, that picture of being in that little dingy concrete chamber sitting on a chair listening to them talk about you. Um, it's whenever you hear things like that, where someone says something about you and you're not even supposed to be hearing it, but you got to hear it. It's like such a powerful, powerful thing for the individual that gets the insight that they weren't expecting to get. And I just marveled at the way that he wrote that. I just loved it because in that, story this guy gets to find out what his boss really thinks of him Mm. and without the boss knowing that he's listening and i think that was marvelous wow doug the plant that i retired from my buddy archie took me to such a room it was a little different than how i described it but he pointed upward i knew it he pointed (laughs) upward to the air duct and then he said after day shift like around six or seven, you can hear the meetings. But this is in the actual change room where the guys are taking a shower. And if everybody's quiet, that means that there's something being played through. But keep the lights out. Yeah, right. Oh, gosh, that's funny. Yeah. Now, did, no, now did, I just, it was just a great story. Yeah. Story went. Now, did you pick these stories um, that you wanted us to do? based upon how you felt that we would do them or I did except for Doug cuz Doug saw his arena and just picked one there there's a handful for Doug here but he got a real good one the other two I picked it's just how I know Kevin and Eileen and then the next one you're going to be doing and then when I mentioned to you about the town terror you did quite a job on that I've already got the town terror, and I get to listen to it whenever I want to. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. And you're not charging me $5. I like that. No, but I do have a bone to pick with you. 
Uh-oh. Because the story that you had me do featured a short, fat, white guy who liked to <laughs> slather chicken wings and drink beer. Now, did that come from, like, any place special? or Typecasting. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, well done, I'll Matt. say that, you know, not being there, I, here I thought you were six or something like that with that voice. No, 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 no. No, no, <laughs> Kevin, you are closet case genius, and I love it. And the members of this group, if we're laughing, 99% we're laughing at ourselves. You are a very humorous guy, and if somebody is doing a stupid Mel Eagle thing out there, well, that's just cause to laugh at someone. And oh, that's sure. what this story's about. It's a cry for help, the idiot side of being a male. Yeah, right. It, it, it really was. And, and they, they it, <laughs> the, the, part of the premise was that, that all, these, all these guys were trying to get their women to get into better shape while they're sitting at the bar eating pizza, drinking beer, and, and eating wings. While they give free advice. Yes, that nobody cares to listen to and this stuff. So <laughs> You were the perfect character, that actor in you. You could come up with that oh, character. That's, perfect. that's not you in real life, but you see the humor in you it. Haven't you seen could me certainly on Friday create night. that. I, <laughs> I, and, and I have. In the, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have. But, you know, you know, but, you know uh, a little typecasting there, yeah. like I said. But I just, I just love like just how he describes how they make a pizza. Yeah is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm telling you, he's a master with that. What'd you say? You're moving away from the phone again. I said Matt is a master with adjectives. That's good. Yes, yes, he is. And, and it makes you feel like you're there. Yeah. You know. Yes, completely. Now, I would like to point something out, getting back to my site. I'm about one week away from having a free audiobook on and I hired a guy who does a whiz-bang job of doing a Western accent. In fact, he's a Shakespearean actor. His name escapes me, but he does radio shows throughout the state of California. But it's going to be a free one for us and sort of a warm-up band for our barrel full of monkeys. Wow, cool. Well, that's awesome. That's pretty nice. Well, look at this show. Everybody's getting Kevin and Eileen for free. And Doug, we didn't forget you. Add up to keep that tempo going. Yeah. And five bucks for an audio thing, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, it is. Well, well this, yeah. is, this is more about, see, you are at the beginning stages of your authorship or author career, and we have to, we have to jumpstart it. Mm -hmm. Because unless people find out about you, unless they hear you, unless they read your books, you will not be known. Mm -hmm. But we can make that happen. But... Yes, and exactly. And you look at the great writers such as um, Burke Backrack and so forth, they had their go-to singers. It's the life you're putting into these stories. That's the glorious part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, number one is, my God, that voice, how animated. I could just see it. The job you three do is incredible. Well, you know, I think Matt's books, uh, when I first got them, he gave me the whole stack of them. And I read through them, I said... Okay, now this is completely different than anything else I've read, you know, the, the type of stories that he tells. Oh, I and um, I thought, well, he's got a niche, but we're not, I'm not even sure if the niche has been created yet, you know. 
I agree. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's humor, it's warm, it's homey, it's all those things that has lessons in them, it's got all that stuff. But if you can distill all that down to a smaller phrase that describes all of that, then you would create a niche for yourself and you find yourself in the market on Amazon.com or some book place with the type of books you have that, that fulfill that purpose. Does What's that it, make sense? Yeah, it's, well, it's almost like you're familiar with Will Rogers. Yeah. I mean, it's almost oh, yeah, yeah. like that kind of homespun, exactly natural things that happens to people every day. Right. That that and that's what makes great comedy. Right. Is to tell a story that happens to us all the time, every day, but make it funny. Yeah. Right. And he makes it real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like along. I think the first time I used the phrase "prairie home companion" with him, yes. be- because that's very much like. The stuff that he does, you know, it's it's so down home. It's so basic. It is so normal. Okay, and normal, relatively speaking, of course. But it's normal in the sense that we all go through the same experiences at different times in our lives. But, you know, for somebody to actually take it and to reproduce it in his own way and add his different meanings to it is something extremely special. And it adds the heart. Yeah, let me tell you something. Six planets and Leo. Leo rules the heart. Do you know why he's doing this? Because his heart is touched when he does this. Thank you. Uh, I'm Anytime. very outspoken, open about being an Andy Griffith fanatic. Yeah, exactly. And I w- I've watched many documentaries of the entire cast. Mm-hmm. And George Lindsay, who played Goober, There were two things I learned from his interviews. He was an ex-Marine from Georgia, Mm -hmm. and he said, I can't do a lot of acting. I can't do Hamlet, but I can do this character. Then he did the goober, Mm -hmm. and he said, that's what you do. You don't try to be something you're not, Mm -hmm. what you naturally are. There's a reason you got that gift. Mm -hmm. And number two, he said, Mayberry, we're not necessarily in the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. He says, we don't actually pinpoint a location. Where is it? It's where you want it to be, right. your grandmother's house, your best neighborhood you've ever lived in. And so I never give away location. I let the reader pick where that location should be. Right, for them. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, also he does have, I'm using astrology here, but I'm, I'm using it to prove a point. Um, he also has a moon in cancer. It's up in his 10th house. That's his career house. What he's doing is taking people exporting them to their home environment where they had their best times, they had the best meals, they had the connections with their family. That's all a part of the Cancerian archetype, which is basically what he does in a nutshell. He gets everybody clued into what is right for them, who they are in essence, and send them home again to be who they are. You've met my daughter, Laura, before. Yeah. And she says hi to everybody, incidentally. She's wonderful. She's listening as we speak. Oh, good. But when I retired, she took me out to Salty's at Redondo, had a great time, and she handed me my first laptop, and she said, by the way, you're not raising me anymore, and you don't have to go to work anymore. That guy that read me bedtime stories at night I did, now you get to write your stories. That's right. So she gifted me that laptop, and I got a lot of stories on it. Mm-hmm. I bet those, those, those nightly stories you yeah. told your daughter made a yeah. huge difference. Hmm? Hello. That's a good story. I can't hear you. <laughs> we, Doug, we why have you. I can't hear. 
for whatever reason we have you crystal clear, then it sways a little bit and you're probably not moving an inch. I'm not moving at all. I haven't moved since I got on the phone. Oh, really? Where are you? Yeah. I'm sitting in a big overstuffed chair right out at the front of the place. Okay. Good. <laughs> Glad to know that. Naked. Naked, of course. Oh, my God. Of course you are. Naked on a beanbag chair eating Cheerios or oh. Cheetos. And, you know, I was actually drinking a blueberry smoothie. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. That's good. That's good. Which I picked. Yeah, right. So... You know, but, what, uh, I haven't moved, but I do think that that is a great story all of its own, that she gives you this laptop and says, you wrote, you read all these stories to me, now write them. <laughs> I right. think it's marvelous. Yeah, he, she saw, saw the vision before you did. She said, you are now an author, and she handed it to me. Yep. To sidetrack on George Lindsay, who played Goober on Mayberry, he also said, look, Nobody here goes to prison. Nobody gets rich. Nobody gets famous. We're all kind of equal, and we kind of stumble. And you don't dare laugh at someone because that's what you do every other day. Mm-hmm. He just put it perfect. It was always a level playing field for the common man, never a totem pole where someone was worshipped. Right, exactly. Everybody's equal mm-hmm. to everybody else. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll even go one step further. One of the books that I'm, I'm working on, um, the grandfather threw a no hitter in this small town in the Midwest. I'm assuming it's in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And grandpa was uh, a a fixture in the community and was a pillar. And and we and they won the state champions. A real small school won the state championship in baseball. And he threw a no hitter. Son comes along, does the exact same thing. His son comes along and does the exact same thing. But they're all not excited about who they are. They're excited about the town, mm-hmm. and they're a pillar of the town, and they'll do whatever they have to do to help the town. Right, and that's up to and including not following your passion, following baseball. Mm-hmm. Just and it's it's, it's just was it's remarkable. The right. baseball helped put the town on the map, but those guys that did it were not going to leave the town. Uh, but I wanted to explain something to you because I don't think did you ever play baseball? Not much. I played for I played in Kirkland. And Kirkland went to the World Series. The Kirkland Little League went to the World Series one year. And it changed the dynamic of the town. Oh, how yes. Did, how did you know that if you never played it? I'm a, I grew up being an American boy. Oh, okay. we, would see oh, something, yeah, well. we would see something, hooray for our side, put us on the map. And so baseball, America's game, those things in small town like the movie Hoosiers, it is something that becomes immortal, the pride. And years and years later, that town still remembers it as if it happened that morning. Well, and, and the people that live there, they, they put up signs and say, you know, a home of the, of the 1986 world champions and stuff uh, for, the, for the, like the Little League or the, and stuff. So, you, you know, I, I, I am amazed that of your breadth of experience that you haven't personally experienced for some of the th- stories that you tell. Doug, is that, are you amazed at that too? Yep. 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 <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm a person of a few words this morning. <laughs> it's moved into afternoon, darling. It's almost lunch. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, I know that, you know, I read a lot of books. 
but Donna Siebel outreads me by about 300 a year. Yeah. And she absolutely loves Matt's stories. Mm-hmm. Loves them. Yeah. We get together for a coffee and tea on a regular basis. And Matt comes up quite often because of the stories that we've read. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. And tell, send Donna my best. She's had me on twice. I love her show as well. Uh, when we talk about small towns getting on the map, a good fishing buddy of mine from Cottonwood, Idaho, he said there is a street named after somebody that went to high school with him. The notoriety, many, many years ago, that kid was a second-string quarterback in the NFL for one year. It was a seller team. But, hey, that town had a product, and that street name means something to that town. And who the player was, definitely not a household name, but it doesn't matter. That was their town of minor. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think all of this stuff is happening right now because, I mean, I hate to, you know, do moralistic stuff here, but I think it's important to mention that, we're in a time of massive change in our society, which is asking us to basically stop looking out there for um, for influence and and validation and and go home. I keep hearing this word: go home and stay home, be with your family. Absolutely, Absolutely. you know, and and this is going right up that alley. What we're doing, by the way, because we are live. Uh, we can interact with some of our uh, audience, and we have somebody who made a comment, and I want to read the comment to you because it's it's uh, addressed to you. Uh, being a writer can that can insert yourself into a completely foreign situation is a special talent. It takes a very special type of thinking to be able to do so. So that validates what we've been saying. Yeah. Thank you. I wish I had a name to attack that onto. But I got your message, and I say thank you. K-A-C-A-T-I-S-S-I-L-O. Huh? Castillo? Kind of. Castellano. Castellano, okay. Castellano, thank you. We love you right back. That's great. And if you go to net, you can download a barrel full of monkeys for $5. For $5. For $5. It's a great investment for you. And it would be it would be great fun for you to do that, and you can uh, enjoy uh, Matt's stories. That's we right. have two free stories on there as well, and on that site you can look up Kevin Eileen, and you can hear plenty of interviews they've done on their archives. It's yeah. a lot of fun. I think we've got about 160, 170 shows archived, something right. like that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's been five yeah. years since I started the show, so yeah. Well, I've got, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got way more than that. <laughs> no, I've only, i got 125 episodes on my independence report. Oh, that's good. It's been downloaded 11,800 and some odd times. Yay. So, but, but this, this type of thing. And by the way, we have got people that are listening uh, worldwide to us. I love mm-hmm. this. Do you have any archives for positive talk radio? <laughs> you, uh, you uh. wound me. <laughs> no, actually, no, actually, I've got in my back bedroom. I have a uh, box that's full of CDs from KLAY, KKNW, all the different shows I've done, and probably five hundred. Wow! Your or, positive talk radio show had people confront you saying, "By the way, 
we pull the car off to the side of the road when it comes on. You have a, received such report firsthand. We all, we, we've had people that, uh, when we were doing that show way back when, uh, we would have people that would say, I'm sitting here in my car, <laughs> in my driveway, because I can't stop listening. I, I'm supposed to go somewhere, but and I can't leave until this is over. Well, you know, and I'll, and I'll tell you, I am I am just amazed because uh, on the on the the uh, podcast, if I could be have a shameless plug, on the podcast, I do an interview with Gary Zukoff. Do you know who that oh, is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Gary Zukoff and his wife Frances. That has been downloaded, and it's way back there somewhere. Yeah, in in amongst the 125, right. it's been downloaded 600 times. Wow! And, and, and all, all he must have stuff. made something that made a difference. He 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 did, and and mm. all all these people that we do, and the work that you do, and and stuff. It's we do it for fun. Mm-hmm. We also do it because it's our calling. Yeah, and uh, it's it's great fun to to and mm-hmm. and to, you know Matt and I met in the most unusual of circumstances. Yeah. Did, did you hear that story? I think wasn't that through Martha Norwalk? Yeah. Well, he went to Martha because he was he was going to uh, yeah, advertise. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so we met, and uh, it turns but, out he lived in the same place that I was moving to. I know. You live like he lives about two minutes away from you here. I know. Yeah. I know. Eileen, you were just in my place moments ago, yes. and I almost bought this place. Yeah. And then there was just something that voice in my head, so I just went up the block. Mm-hmm. But. I could hit his place with a rock for mine, but he's got a better arm, so I better not do yeah, that. Not, not, not anymore. Not, no. not anymore. <laughs> well, I'm broke. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so, so I, I, Doug, is there anything like you'd like to add to our discussion at the moment? Any questions? Any thoughts? No, I'm just, um, you know, while you're talking away and doing all that, I'm looking at Jerry, Gary Zukoff, so I know who he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't have a clue before. See the yeah, I see his face. Good. Yeah, he, yeah. he was a friend of Oprah's. He did the Seat of the Soul, and uh, he he really well, is a very spiritually gifted man. Okay. I don't know if being a friend of Oprah is a good thing, but um, well, this is way back when when she was trying to do spiritual stuff. Okay. Oh well, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, you should yeah. you yeah. should you should listen to that one because it's it's he's really good, but uh, it's it's been a it's been a lot of fun. So yeah. so in doing this and with you here, thank you for coming. Oh well, and thank doing you. This. It's been wonderful. I would love for you. Well, first of all, do you remember my chart? Uh, vaguely, I you know I did look at it and it was usually I retain charts pretty well. What is what is your birthday? Nine eleven. Nine eleven. Yeah, I have, okay. his, I have his chart at home, but not here. I have the ephemera sitting right here because while Doug is do, while Doug is doing that, how do they con? If somebody would like to contact you for for a reading or to talk to you about astrology, how do they do that? Me? Yeah. Okay, you can contact me one of many ways. You can get through to me through the radio show, which is jupiterrising.com, or you can get a hold of me personally, where you can sign up to do readings at eileengrimes.com. Easy peasy. And Doug, how about yourself? Uh, The best way is to text or call 206-769-4924. Say that one more time. Two zero six seven six nine four nine two four. 
You'll also be able to get their contact information off of uh, the uh, podcast when it's up. Right, exactly. You can get, you know, you just go to, if you want to hear our broadcast from Jupiter Rising Show, you just go to 1150kknw.com and go to the page that says Jupiter Rising Show. Go on that page at the bottom. You can click on, I want to hear this, hear their shows and podcasts. So that's how easy it is. By the to way, you do. You have a lovely voice on the radio. Oh, thank you. I appreciate should, it. We should we should do this more often. Okay. <laughs> well, you can, you can think about it if you want. To. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm always up for being on the radio, but you know, thank you for the compliment. I appreciate well, it. And 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 Doug, you've got lots and lots of things that that we could spend a lot of time just talking to you about your stuff. Well, I'm I'm just sitting here looking at your chart, and I can see why you uh, do what you do. Mm-hmm. Let's be more specific about what it is that I do. Well, you've got your moon sitting in Aries for one, yeah. which is that allows you to jump right out there and do stuff. Yeah, I'll buy your but you self. also have your Mars conjunct your sun at the same time, which is also a big part of it. Yep. I mean, that's... That's a lot of Aries energy going all over there for Virgo. Yeah, Uh, and, you know, that just basically puts the rocket in your pocket. (laughs) I've never heard it put that way before. I'm I'm not sure I want to know what that means, actually. (laughs) (laughs) means you do it all by yourself. You don't do it by yourself. You feel like somebody's helping you. You don't want to be helped. You jump into things and do it. Yeah, that's right. You just do it. You just do it. Yeah. Well, I do do I do do that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want somebody who is a self-starter, that's who you are. Well, I, I yeah. I, well, my ex-wife didn't think that was a very good idea. Well, it's <laughs> just an ex- excess of male energy is what it is, and that's just known to be self-starting. So, you know, when you have a female in your life who maybe doesn't have that same balance of female and male planets. She may be overly female. She would probably feel like she's getting clobbered over the head with you. That's of a true entrepreneur. Yes, that's right. True entrepreneur. That's what it amounts to. Yes. You've just got that in you that says, well, I can do that. No problem. What the hell? Yep. You're the the lone wolf. Aries is the lone wolf. Oh. says, don't help me. I'm doing it all by myself. Well, you guys make me feel so and special. there's a sextile going on with Jupiter-Saturn as well. I'm sorry, there's oh, yeah. a what? <laughs> sextile. Oh, Jupiter-Saturn? Which is very nice. Oh, Jupiter-Saturn is- sextile. Oh, that is nice. That's really nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For those- it just means doors, when you go for doors it, doors will up. open for you. Yeah, as long as you work hard and you do the right thing. Oh, I, I thought maybe you were saying something like I was having sex with Jupiter or something. And I would- no, 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 no. It's nothing that mundane. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, you know, Jupiter is actually Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. Oh. Zeus. Yeah. That's- oh, very, very cool. Yeah. Man. So that means you'd be playing the gay role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just bruised a male eagle. He, oh, my God. He used to box at one time. He used to play football, and his name was always called yeah. out for nailing people. He's sort of a jock. Uh, yeah, at one time. A yeah. tough jock. Yeah, a tough jock. Yeah, okay. that's, that's Mars. At one time. At one yeah. Time. Right. So, so, Matthew, we, and we're going to have to wrap up this podcast because I've got to go to the doctor soon, but tell us about... This mission, your your passion, and where do you see this going long term? For the long term, I see the four of us doing consecutive audiobook projects together. 
And then you're going off on your own too. You're doing one of my novels with another one to follow. And I mentioned earlier, I'm always working on 20, 30, 40 different stories. I stop momentarily. Remember how Barry Sanders would stop and then see where the holes are, then he would go? I stopped momentarily because being with the three of you, I can now pick what stories and have it interwoven with the character you are, and it becomes a Kevin, a Doug, or an Eileen story. I love that. And so we are one group of barrel full of monkeys here. It's a lot of fun. We are. And I cannot have any success unless I have people like you in the mix. Otherwise, I'm just a car without a gas. You're my fuel. You're the road. I can't wait for the trip. <laughs> I mean that. That's exactly and what I mean about you three. It all started because I took a road trip with Brooks. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, you, you, you let the match. You well, push the first domino. <laughs> well done, sir. Well yeah, done. That's right. Oh, woohoo! Uh, no, the first time I ever drove across country with books, books was my best trip. Mm-hmm. And so when I read Matt's story, I thought this needs to be on, on audio. audio. Yeah. That's right. That's perfect story it. for audio because he uses adjectives so beautifully that you can see it in your mind so clearly. It's mm-hmm. unreal. Yeah, Doug. Something I did. I used to long haul a little bit, and when I got our demo out before we put it on the internet, I sent it to one of my trucker buddies. Not he, but they. He's been handing it out to people. Um, they like it. It's their flavor. So we're on the right path. And again, I point out you, Doug, we would not be having this conversation had I not met you. That's right. That's right. If one thing leads to another. Everything's for a reason. Did you want to ask me something? Yes. (laughs) That was so long ago. I saw that about five minutes ago. You were going. (laughs) That that was so long ago. No, I was just going to say, is there anything that you would like to uh, um, add in closing, anything at all uh, to our audience about um, you, your work? Well, I'm also working on a book, and it's on, and Doug knows all about it because he's in, in kind of uh, sort of off the cuff, sort of helping me with it in some ways. I'm writing a book about the stationary planet, which is hard to explain, but um, it's, it's a thing that if you have one in your chart, you have some unusual gifts coming. And you coming don't. And, and you, oh, he doesn't? No. Okay. Okay. Mercury does go direct about six days later, so you could say he slides into that. Uh, Just barely. Yeah, just barely. Just so you know, Kevin, you have what I call is a fix-em. Fix-em? You can walk into any situation of any corporation. You can look around, and you know what they have to do to correct what they're doing wrong. Well, I've been to, I've, it's a yeah. gift that you have with your chart. You just automatically see what they have to change to make it more successful. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, but so. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you well know this you is what you're fixing it. now. Yeah, at least you can call on it if you're needed to do it. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. exactly. That's the cool part about it. It's a, it's a little magic. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So anyway, I'm doing this book and I've been kind of putting it off, putting it off. And I've decided I've got to get myself back to it because I should get it done in about the next year. I have to get it done. You need, you need to. I you do. It, it's something that has not been written about yet in astrology. And believe me, there's enough astrology books out there to, you know, there's thousands yeah. and thousands and millions of them. But there's nothing on this subject. And um, 
I'm kind of the type of person that likes to write books that nobody's ever read before. Well, see that. Uh, and I was special. actually thinking that if you don't get it done, I might have to do it myself. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't I, written it in the first book yet. You know, right, yeah, Keep, I have people wanting it. I just haven't written. Yeah, keep right. a pushing, keep a pushing. That's right. So we got to do that. So, Doug, what's what's next up for you? I know you're going to do more voiceover work, but what else are you doing? Oh, I'm sure that there'll be some movie that will pop up here soon. As soon as we get back on. Uh, yeah, we've been uh, a normal schedule. Path of being able to do movies again. Yeah. My last movie, by the way, was my most fun one. And it's The Escape Room. Mm -hmm. And I played the part of Tacoma's best food critic. <laughs> and I had so much fun with that part. I believe it. Because I'm an arrogant asshole in this movie. Oh, it's movie. <laughs> total typecasting. Yeah. That's... Oh, my God, was it fun. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it must have been really easy for you. <laughs> it was so easy. Was, yeah, right. Oh, I can do that with no problem. <laughs> no problem. Like I said, tag casting. Yep. Fun, Ooh. fun, fun. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope you get a bunch of new movies, and if you need a short, fat white guy, let me know. Uh, <laughs> Matt, anything that you'd like to add? You would, Kevin, you'd love it, actually. you would, They'd love you. Well, I did. Uh, I, I was an actor when I was younger. I did uh, Laser Wolf in Fiddler on the Roof, wow. and I was Petruchio uh -huh. in uh, um, in uh, um, Taming of the Shrew. Wow! Thus, I have politically oh. begun my. I was in Kiss Me Kate. Oh, very nice. Yeah, same, same I was thing. in Kiss Me Kate. Same thing. Were yeah. you Kate? No, I was in the chorus. Oh, very good. But, um, yes, I I've been in Seattle Opera Company, Choral Company, Choral. Oh. You know years. this. This is just Green River Community College. Oh so yeah, it was, that's cool. It was a decent production, yeah. but not. not, not oh like, yeah, because yeah. Taming of the Shrew will go. Yeah, kiss me, Kate. Woohoo! Yeah. But but now that I've conquered all of my demons and my kids are grown and my wife is gone and I live in a nice little place, mm -hmm. I I'm going back to that. So if you need any somebody who looks like Wilford Brimley who's still alive, that would be me. Oh yeah, okay, you do well. look like him. I would go with Sam Buffington. You'd have to look him up in the archives. Sam Buffington. Sam Buffington. Yeah. I would bet a dollar to every one of your nickel that he probably looks more like Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. you know. Well, that's sort of a no-brainer. So, yeah. So, so, Matt, in conclusion. Yes. Um, Eileen has a thing called Readings After Dark. And it's an awful lot of fun. Oh, I forgot and they that. get people who listen to her show every week, but they also get people who are kind of skeptic about astrology and so forth. And so it's kind of a fun. We'll get groups of people show up. To make a long story short, we're having a fun dinner together. It's very laid back. Eileen greatly exceeds whatever time limit you bought, and she doesn't charge much for what's going on. But it's a fun experience. It's not a hocus-pocus thing where they're predicting your future or anything like that. They're emphasizing things you are compelled to, natural traits you've always had, and then they go a little bit with it, but you're the one running with the ball. About this Readings After Dark, a lot of times it takes place where you would like to meet Eileen. Mm -hmm. And so kind of meet her halfway. If you go to my website, Eileen has her uh, website on it. And then just go from there. But readings after dark, it's a fun night. And whenever anybody gets a reading, 
they show up later with a friend. Yep, they do. So how many people generally show up at this little shindig? <clears throat> well, lately, I think lately we sort of started off going to Pizza Casa for readings, but we ended up going there for the food because the food is so good. And, of course, Joni, who is the... Um, the head waiter and also was the assistant manager there. She's just a wonderful, loving person. And, you know, we just love going there and just talking to her. You know, the three of us would go and do that. So um, I think I had one or two people that I read there. I mean, it seemed like that was the less important thing than it was to just meet up and be with some people. So, um, I, you know, I would like to emphasize more about doing readings. And, you know, what I do is I basically take a look at uh, the date, time, and place you were born and look at what's what is. Hello, what's the music talking? Oh, that's just my computer doing oh, something. Oh, okay, I'm okay. Anyway, it, that was the time to say it's over. Yeah, my, <laughs> <laughs> it's time to shut up. I mean, <laughs> and anyway, um, I just do readings that um, that are suitable for the person that's getting it, and um, I tell them not what they need to know, but what I think that they would like to know about themselves that they didn't know before. Exactly, Matthew. Yeah. I have watched people come in letting her know up front they are skeptics. Oh, yeah. And when they leave, they say things like, how did you know? Spot on. I get it. And once again, they come back later. They bring their mom. They bring their best friend. We've had nights there where I had to wave at you because you were booked for the night. Yeah, right. Yeah, I remember that. So anyway, it's cool. It's fun. I have an answering question. Yes, sir. That you had to start with. Astrologically, with the planets the way they're set up right now, because we have this string of Capricorn planets all together, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, they all, their ability to make something go, so any business starting at this time would have a lot of power. Yeah, that's very true. It would have a lot of strength. Yeah. Mind you, the last time that these planets came together the way they are right now was 500 years ago. Yeah, that's a long time ago. So, wow. Yeah, so the, the, the energy power is that they have is incredible. Yeah, and the fact, so that, the fact that Jupiter's Barrel involved. monkeys is starting at a great time. Yeah, the fact that Jupiter's yeah, involved was, with that is that that's what we're doing here. We're doing a Jupiterian yep. type of thing. We're telling it's a very soul searching. Yeah, and they're all retrograde right now, which is very soul searching. That's yeah. going within to get the answers. Yeah, and don't forget so. the podcast. My Independence Report is still sort of fresh out of the blocks. It's gaining momentum well, fast. Yep. We're this all going definitely give it a lot of kick. Well, this is all trying to your son, so it makes perfect sense that it would give you a lot of kick. Yeah, that's why you're getting the energy from it. By the way, just wanted to run this by you guys because with the you've seen my setup now. My setup is yeah. is now portable. Yeah. And it looks beautiful. Which <laughs> which which means uh, okay. that if that if we were to put together a um, uh, uh, a group and were to go someplace, yeah. I could take my system, run a live podcast from wherever oh, we do it. Oh my goodness! And also uh, uh, have uh, an audience to listen to us. That's a fantastic. We got to think about that. That would be perfect. Think about it. Yes, I'm answering for the group. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, we have to figure out where we could do it, and all I need is a Wi-Fi connection. 
Yeah, well, we could do it at Pizza Casa. They got a Wi-Fi connection there. Many, many and, places. Oh, many places. And people to talk to. Yeah, and people. And, That's and the major thing is and to advertising, have. advertising. People yeah. to come in and eat and then also to hang around for the podcast. Hang around for the, for the, for the, the astrology and yes. the show. Yeah. And, then we do, and then we can also invite other, we can invite like a psychic. Yes, who, we can. Oh, sure. I know enough of those. Oh, so do I. And, yeah. and you know, and, and well, folks, Doug would be one of them. Of course, we can put together. I know. I have some lights. I've got a barn. Let's put on a show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like uh, Mickey Rooney. Wow, that sounded exactly. just like Mickey. <laughs> uh, so that was my Mickey Rooneyism. Yes. That's pretty funny. Okay. Yes. All right. So anyway, Matt, last words before we go. Thank you, everybody. I am absolutely nothing unless people jump in and go with the current. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to beat him. Um, we're going to have to take that. Uh, uh, you are not nothing. You will never no, be nothing. No, no, you would never be nothing. And, and you, but you, I understand what he's saying. Sure do I. You got yeah. you guys got this show yeah. airboard, and you yeah. also deciphered what the show is. Yeah, I mean, when we have somebody that's mirroring you to the extent that we're mirroring you, how things are just taking off because we are we're in alignment with you. You know, we're mirroring you back. You're mirroring up to us. That's the best form. You've form got of great stuff, Matt. Yep. You do. All for one. And one for all. And so, therefore, so but you need to, well, you don't need to do anything, but, no, but put out the power and the energy that you are successful. People love your writing. It's going to, you're going to sell a ton of books. You're going to sell a ton of audio CDs. Yeah. And, and everything's going to be just perfect for you. Right. And you're going to be on Ellen. And Toto, too. And Toto. And Toto, too. <laughs> Doug, any last words before we go? Uh, well, like the next Shakespeare, ready to come. Different yeah. different time period, but it's all there. Okay. Exactly. That's good. Young lady? And some of these stories okay. could be... Keep uh, going. I thought it was... I thought it was yeah. So much that I know when I read a story that it could be a great movie. Yeah, right. These, some of these and I definitely movies. think that... Matt's got that potential with his work. Yep. That's no. pretty good. good. Awesome. Awesome. No. Awesome. Awesome. So, no question about it. That's right. Last word. Everyone should have a Matt book. A, a Matt book. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Go to mattshabooks.net. Yep. You can get all of them there. So, uh, last words. Um, I just have things going through my head, like, like 10,000 things going through my head, but that's normal. Um, I think that uh, what we're doing here is... We're helping people. We're showing the mirror back at people and saying, it's sort of like the Wizard of Oz movie. You don't have to go any further than your front door to find yourself. And there's no place like home. (laughs) I'm sorry I had to say that. That You're you're doing doing what you're not supposed to do. You're plagiarizing a different book. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, everybody, for participating with us today. Uh, Doug Johnston, Eileen. Eileen. Eileen, I cannot, for some reason, I I go Eileen, Eileen Grimes. It's like a couple couple names combined. Eileen. Eileen on you, Grimes. (laughs) Eileen over. (laughs) I mean, <laughs> and and Matt Shea, the author, it's great to have you here, and, and uh, this is this is going to be great fun. So thank you very much, sir. This one next time, Doug, you got to come here because this is well, way too much fun. Yeah. He okay, to- we'll do it that way. 
Yeah. Yeah, you live in Tacoma, so you need to come here. So, so in any event, by the way, I just want to say to everybody to be kind to each other, be kind to yourself. Wear a damn mask. <laughs> Wash your hands. Heck yes. Wash your hands and sanitize them. And you take care of yourself, and we'll see you next time Bye-bye. on My Independence Report. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.